These are difficult times. It's winter and the pandemic continues to affect our lives every single day. And because we know this prolonged, increased isolation makes it harder to get sober and stay sober, Recovery Centers of America wants you to know that they remain open and ready to help. Recovery Centers of America is a drug and alcohol addiction treatment leader with detoxification and residential treatment centers across the East Coast and Midwest. RCA's expert team of medical professionals will customize a treatment program that works for you to help you overcome your addiction and begin a life in recovery. RCA always answers the phone and admits patients 24-7, 365. And because safety is a top priority, COVID-19 protocols, including pre-screening measures and testing, are in place to keep you safe. Don't wait. Call today. Dial 855-605-2655. 855-605-2655. These are difficult times. It's winter and the pandemic continues to affect our lives every single day. And because we know this prolonged, increased isolation makes it harder to get sober and stay sober, Recovery Centers of America wants you to know that they remain open and ready to help. Recovery Centers of America is a drug and alcohol addiction treatment leader with detoxification and residential treatment centers across the East Coast and Midwest. RCA's expert team of medical professionals will customize a treatment program that works for you to help you overcome your addiction and begin a life in recovery. RCA always answers the phone and admits patients 24-7, 365. And because safety is a top priority, COVID-19 protocols, including pre-screening measures and testing, are in place to keep you safe. Don't wait. Call today. Dial 855-605-2655. What up, everybody? I'm Caleb. And I'm Micah. And we like to welcome you to This, this Life Together. That's T-W-O, together. <laughs> so, it's been a while. So much has been happening. Has it been a month? I think it's been like maybe three weeks. Oh, jeez. Sorry, guys. Life has come. Man, life came and slapped us. Like, an <laughs> elementary school principal yanked <laughs> us up by the collar and told us to go sit down. And we still couldn't sit down. <laughs> so yeah, as you guys know, and as you will know if, if you listen to the previous if podcast, you don't know now you know. <laughs> <laughs> we um we were um in the thick of wedding craziness. I've married now. Wedding planning, um, and then just post wedding, everything came at us real quick, and we didn't really have enough time to record. Um, well, actually, we, even in the time that we did have, Let, let's pick up. Let's pick up where we left off. So, since we talked to y'all the last time, let's see. The first week, I had strep throat. Oh, that yep. So, y'all, if y'all follow us on IG, then y'all definitely saw. You know, we was. And if you down. don't, you should be. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I had strep throat, so I sounded terrible. I actually ended up giving myself laryngitis from the strep throat. Could not record. Yeah, And then the week following that, I feel like I was, something was happening. Either I was sick. I think you. From my allergies, like something was happening. Yeah, I, it was we, a lot going on that week anyway. And that was the week before the wedding. The week, the week before the week of the wedding. So two weeks before the wedding. 
Right. So the thing with my tires happened, was that the same week I had strep throat? No, that was the week before. That was the week before. So I had a whole situation with my tire. I had like some weird malfunction on the freeway where I hit something and it completely shredded my tire. Um, So yeah, had to buy new tires. For those of you that don't know, I drive a Jeep Wrangler and the tires ain't cheap. And I had to get all four of them replaced. Yeah, so we we had a lot going on. Um, I think, matter of fact, I think the last, with the last episode, this dude tried to kill me. I don't even know. Because he tried to take me out. He tried to take my wife out. Oh, my wife. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it was just a lot going on the last couple of weeks. And although we wanted to record, it just wasn't feasible. Um, but yeah, the wedding came. And a lot, I'm, a lot's happened. I'm gonna ask you, with everybody keep asking me, how does it feel? Well, I feel great now because you live here. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I ain't gotta worry about uh, checking in. Like, hey, uh, uh, is is everything okay over there? <laughs> like, it just I feel like it's to simplify everything. So now I just feel like oh, a big, deep sigh of relief, but. I think the wedding really just amplified everything because we, I feel like I was mentally, mentally ready to be married a long time ago. I feel like the wedding, that stuff just, it just made everything seem way worse than it actually was just because we put so much time, energy and money into it to this one day. So it was kind of like I had told my, um, I told my groomsmen like, look at, at three o'clock, don't talk to me. Basically, like at three o'clock, everything going out the window anyway. So I'll just make make sure I make it to three o'clock, which is when the wedding started. I was like, make sure I make it to three o'clock. At that point, it's completely out of my hands anyway, because I'm gonna be at the front. <laughs> I'm gonna be at the front of the church. So whatever happens is gonna have to happen, because I'm gonna be completely out of control. Um, but I I feel great, especially like I felt such a sigh of relief. Like I'm telling you, at three o'clock, I feel like. It felt like I had took like I don't even know what what drug relaxes you. I felt like I was so at peace. I don't think you understand. I felt so great at three o'clock. I was just like, yes, it's over. Man, was standing. The wedding was over ready. in my mind at three o'clock. <laughs> like we finally made it. Man, what about what about you? Um. So before before I answer how I feel. I got asked a question yesterday. If I could sum it up in one word, what would it be? Somebody asked you that? Yeah. And I was just like profound. (laughs) To think about the fact that we really like, we did it. Like we are married. That's, That's huge. Especially considering, I don't think we realized until we were in the thick of it. And I mean like the thick of it, like days before or even a day of people don't really understand how weddings work oh my gosh we didn't I know, even understand i all know the I, was planning. I know i didn't yeah we didn't even really understand all the planning that everything that was required thank god for our family and friends especially like my cousin shell my cousin shanae naomi um, naomi my, my mother-in-law yeah. like our friends and our family stepped up so much for us and went to bat so much for us to make sure 
that not even just the little details, but the day overall went smoothly for us, that we didn't have to be stressed. We didn't have to worry. Me and Caleb actually got put on like a wet and time out where it was like, nope, y'all going into a bubble and everything that's chaotic, or even if it's not chaotic, that's going around, y'all, we're going to shield you from it. And it was just such a blessing to have them. But back to me saying, I don't think people really understand how weddings work. It's also just crazy to me to see that we're an example now. Yeah. Like, we're we're an example. We were talking when we were in the early stages of our relationship, just getting to know each other better, really getting to know each other's history better. And we were talking about our idea of marriage, um, couples that we admired that were married, or people that we would seek as our wise counsel. And it's crazy because we might be those people for somebody else. Like... So I take it very seriously, and I'm really, really thankful that we were blessed enough to be able to make it because Satan was working hard to keep us from what God had already told us we were doing. So yeah, it and was to quickly profound. interject. It's it's interesting you say that because last night, remember I kept telling you like you need to listen to that message. Yeah. So the, one of the things that she, uh, Minister Christina was saying was this like Wednesday <clears throat> night Bible study. Oh yeah, it's available online if you guys want to go look. Absolutely, Word um, of Faith but... International Christian Center. <laughs> But um, she just said, like, you know, Satan will try to attack you. He won't try to attack you if God didn't have a plan. Because mm-hmm. if you just, if, not to say, like, if you do, if you aren't being attacked, that God doesn't have a plan. But he going to really try to rock you if he know that something is in the works for you. And it was just crazy to see this. He didn't try to everything. I think that made me... It added fuel to my fire, if anything. Like, it didn't deter me. It didn't ever, ever make me feel like we weren't supposed to be doing what we were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. It just reaffirmed and reconfirmed for me that we were on the right path. Yeah. Like, to me, that was just the biggest part. Like, for us to be able to... You get in a car accident, me having a blowout situation with my tire, me getting a strep throat, and everything else. Caleb had his debit card hacked. Like, all types of stuff was happening. Like, the enemy was really coming up against us. And I just thank God that we were able to lean on him and laugh. Like, yeah, boy, was, you stupid. Like, dog, just wait till 3 o'clock, boy. You about to be, by 3.30, you're going to be in trouble, dog. Because we's married now. But, yeah, getting to 3 o'clock, who child was stressful. It was stressful. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you want to tell, tell your day? I don't think so. I thought, like... In the thick of it, I'm laughing like, man, you know, it's kind of unfair how easy guys have it because I had to wake up super early. I had to be up at like 8 a.m. My girls had to meet me super early so we could get like hair and makeup done and we could get dressed together and the photographer was coming. So I had like the hairdresser and a makeup artist and all my bridesmaids, my mom, my mother-in-law, my niece. Like, all of us are in this hotel room. Oh, so to back up, even trying to check into the hotel was nerve-wrecking as heck. I forgot about that. So, we have reserved a hotel room, like, maybe two months in advance. And we originally were both going to get rooms the same day, same check-in, same check-out. And one of us was just going to keep the room... um, the night of, and then we were going to give the other one away. So my cousin brought up a good point. Like, instead of doing that, why don't you check in early 
or not check in early, but check in the day before the wedding and then do a late checkout the day of the wedding and then have Caleb do an early check in the day of the wedding. And then we just check out at the regular time and his room would be the room that we would spend the night in. So we ended up trying to do that, but because, you know, we love a deal, we booked through Hotels.com. Well, unfortunately, Hotels.com wasn't able to secure for us because it was through Detroit Marriott and Petty. Um, they were unable to secure for us whether we would be able to check in early or check out early prior to us arriving to the hotel. I'm like, okay, well, I arrived the day before Caleb arrived and I don't need to do an early check-in, so I should be able to figure out once we get there if I'm actually able to do a late checkout. Lady giving me all types of flack, like, oh, you got to be a rewards member. Oh, well, if you're not a rewards member, the best that I could do is have you check out at one. Mind you, I really needed to check out at two. And then she like, oh, and then we won't have any way of knowing if the groom will be able to check in early until tomorrow because it's all based on availability, which I'm not understanding because I've never been anywhere in any hotel and not checked in early. Just especially if I'm traveling by myself and I have luggage, I'm going to my hotel. I'm going to ask them to hold my luggage for me while I go eat and they prepare the room so I can check in early and I'm going to check out late. And sounds, sounds very boss. I, I always do. So I was just trying to keep my calm, but I think she sensed not so much my frustration, but the fact that I was like really stressed out about the whole situation. So she like, you know what, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to mark the room on maintenance for you so that his room will be untouched. And that way he could check in early. And then I'm going to have you check out what time you need to check out. And she was like, I'm going to give you till two. When I tell you I wanted to hug that lady so bad, her breast milk trash, so I didn't hug her. Uh, but I wanted to hug this lady so <laughs> bad. Oh, like, gosh. shout out to you. I ain't going to say your name because I just said what I said. And I don't want you to feel bad if it's you. Jeez. But, man, came through, came through. She came through. So, we make it to rehearsal. Everything going good. All of our plans of where I was supposed to be on the day of kind of went to crap. And it went from me supposed to be in like this siloed off room in our church to, yeah, you going to wait in the car. <laughs> so it's, it's always funny. And I think that was one of the things that I enjoyed the most out of but it. Basically just us being separated the day of. It was just so interesting because we both had two completely different situations just happening. And then we all, all of us ultimately wound up ending up at the same place, but get into that same place craziness so the fact that at one point michael was going to be waiting in the lower part of our church completely separated from everybody but she would have been by herself it would have just it wouldn't have been the ideal situation for a bride on the day of her wedding so um i think it was our wedding planners that came up with the idea like oh we could just get michael uber like get her uber black which i just found out was a real thing i didn't even know what that was until that day but get her a nice uber and have her get dropped off. And by the timing of her getting picked up from the hotel, um, she basically can get dropped off. And then when she gets dropped off, she can literally walk right up and then walk straight to the altar. And I was like, man, that'd be some impeccable timing if they pull that off. If only it had worked that way. Continue. <laughs> but that leads me to the uh, to the next part of the wedding day where... Um, oh, hell broke loose. I wouldn't even say that. It was just like... I think everybody didn't do what they said they was going to do. So we had a wedding coordinator at our church and we made it known like, hey, well, as long as the bridal party is here and the our fishing is here and our parents are there, we got to start at three. 
And it was it was specified to us like, hey, y'all got to start on time. Everything here run on time. And I know how I work because I work there. So I'm like, look, I know how efficient efficient they are <clears throat> on time. And I know that um, we got to just make sure that we run. Like, because I'm not trying to be waiting all day either. I'm trying to get married. So, yeah, okay. um, <laughs> so when we um, started doing things, it was just like everything just started going kaput. And it was... It was interesting because that originally I feel like Michael was having the, she was having the majority of difficulties. I was just having a bright jitter. So my uh, makeup artist is amazing. And originally we were going to be booking at a different hotel, which coincidentally happens to be a hotel that she does bridesmaid or brides makeup at all the time. So she accidentally went there the day of the wedding instead of coming to where I was. So she was a little bit late. So that was like the first hiccup. And then once she got there, um, one of my other bridesmaids was supposed to be helping me do my mom's hair. I started it. She was supposed to be finishing it. Um, That ended up not working out 100% because it was just so much happening, so many moving parts. Um, The makeup artist was you know doing everybody's makeup so we kind of a little bit behind schedule but we moving we moving because she fast and she does a really really good job so she getting us in the chair getting us out the chair doing what she got to do hairdresser come she doing what she got to do um you know anything that she needed the makeup artist actually was like oh you need rubber bands you need this you need that like coincidentally she just had it so they were working together getting me ready um and then at some point, I think my nerves started to get the best of me once I realized what time it was and the fact that none of us were dressed because I bought us all matching robes and I wanted us to get pictures because I knew the photographer were going to be coming um, to the room to catch us getting ready and all of that good stuff. So at this point, I still don't have my bouquet. So I'm like, dang, where my bouquet at? So I don't think I knew about this. Eventually, part. like maybe two hours later, they finally bring me my bouquet. At this point, it's probably like 1.30. Mind you, I need to be checked out of this room at two. The wedding starts at three. And ain't nobody dressed yet. I'm still getting my makeup done. And now on top of that, it's a videographer, a photographer, and all, and all these other people in here with me. They bring the bouquet, the flowers half dead. <laughs> it's all small. And I I uh picked out my bridesmaids bouquet. They were silk flowers and they actually came over and wrapped them in ribbon and put the pins in them. Like family and friends came over, did it. When I tell you they bouquets look better than my bouquet, like the ribbon wasn't even properly wrapped on my bouquet. It was wet. Like that was first thing. I'm like that's hideous. Like, literally, that's hideous. To the point where, you know, like, (laughs) usually people be like, oh, it's not that bad. They like, yeah. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Like, I'm like, I don't don't understand, like, what happened with that. So, trying to brush it off, I'm like, you know what, whatever. It don't even matter. It does not matter. Nobody's going to be looking at the stupid bouquet anyway. It's fine. So, then they like, all right, it's time for us to start getting dressed because we got to get out of here. Because, like I said, at this point, it's like 1.30. And I'm like, no, I wanted to get a picture with all my bridesmaids with us, like, in these robes. They're like, no, we got to get dressed. And my mind, this is when the bridezilla switch just flipped. If I ask you to do something, 
do it like just do it so i'm like no i want to get a picture they like no we got to get dressed i'm like fine get dressed then like i just like just get dressed they like all right we're gonna take the picture <laughs> <laughs> all right. about to be all, all hell about to break loose we about to take the picture so we end up getting dressed getting everything together we like ripping and running my cousin take my stuff and she takes it to caleb's room we exchange our gifts Oh, that was the other thing. The night before, I was trying to, like, get his gift situated. I actually got a picture from his mom of his grandma, and I wanted to put it in a nice little frame, like a really small frame to put in the inside of his jacket. Could not get this picture to print out well. Like, I had to go through so much maneuvering, admire, and the dude let me print it off after the photo center was closed. Like, going through so much stuff trying to get this picture to work out. I was delirious. I wrote Caleb like a three-page letter. But the fact, <laughs> like, I the envelope, when I gave it to him, I had opened it back up twice because the first time I forgot to put the handwritten part of my note in. <laughs> I was wondering why it looked like that. I'm like, dang, did I open it? I was exhausted. And then I didn't really sleep well. People kept calling me and Man. texting me on the day of, even though I didn't have my phone. Before I even got a chance to get up and give my phone away, people were just blowing my phone down. So... Long story short, the Uber pull-up is not an Uber X or whatever. It's like a regular car. My man was super nice, though. We was chatting. He was just telling me how he found God again through his girlfriend and how he just, you know, really is turning his life around. Real cool dude. Um, shout out to him and Erica. <laughs> his girlfriend. Um... But yeah, we waiting in the car. I'm at this point. It's like two fifty now. I'm watching everybody pull up. Everybody pulling up. I'm like, all right, they late. Yep, they late too. Now I'm late because they late. And then I'm looking like, why are they still going in? Because at this point, it's after three, and the plan was. Yep, the door is at supposed three to close. The doors close. Everything starts at like it's supposed to. So it get about three fifteen. I call. My cousin and asked her, like, yeah, is it time for me to come in yet? So she tell me something crazy. She freaking out on the phone. She like, let me see. So then eventually they come back like, yeah, all right, go ahead. You could go in. So I go in through the doors. Apparently the ceremony had not started at all. So then they like, no. (laughs) (laughs) So I ended up spending all of the ceremony up until the point where I was supposed to walk out behind a curtain with some chairs in the dark like i don't mean like it's chairs set up for seating i mean like this is the area behind the curtain in the back of the church where they store the stacked chairs and it was so tight back there that i literally was just standing still humming the songs as the wedding party went oh, down oh gosh okay let, let me tell my side up until that point so everybody kept asking me i don't know if it's just a stereotype that guys get nervous before a wedding but I was straight. I was like, I was ready to get married July 31st after I proposed. So I was like, let's get this show on the road. So everybody kept asking, like, man, you nervous? You nervous? I'm like, are y'all trying to make me nervous by asking me if I'm, if I'm nervous? And I'm like, no, I'm not nervous. But let's see. One of my groomsmen, um, he lives in Puerto Rico. He's from Detroit, but he lives in Puerto Rico now. Shout out to Kurt. So he was on his way here. He was supposed to land on, he got here Wednesday night before the wedding. And he was going to go Thursday to pick up the suits. At this point, everybody, um, including both of our dads, had their suits. It was just uh, Kirk that needed to pick his suit up. So, um, you know, we get we get to Thursday when he goes down there. And the guy's like, I just happened to call him just to, you know, 
Been calling that man I, all week. I don't even know why I had called him. Probably because you have been calling him all week. No, this other suits. No, I had already confirmed everybody oh, was going okay. down there. I can't remember why I was calling him, but it's just one of them situations where you just you do something you don't really know why, and then you get <laughs> you get confirmation immediately. So I called him, and I guess Kirk was in the store that morning, and he's like, "Yeah, man, uh, it's interesting. It's crazy you called. I was just about to call you." And I, in my back of my mind, I'm like, that cannot be good because <laughs> why would you be calling me? <laughs> so before I could even ask him what it was, he tells me, so um, I got a guy here. I already knew it was Kirk because he was the only one that needed to get his suit. He's like, yeah, um, um, I didn't put his order in. And I'm like, what you mean you didn't put his order in? I gave you his measurements January in January. Then he was like, I'm like, well, I sent it to you the same day I sent it. Cause we got, I had two groomsmen that didn't live in the state. So they couldn't come get fitted. They had to send their measurements in. So I sent both of those in on the same day, which was in January, months before we actually needed it. And I sent them both on the same day, probably minutes apart. So the fact that he said he didn't order it, I was just like mind blown. Now, granted, this whole this whole story that I'm telling now started with me saying that I had ne- I had no nervousness, I had no anxiety, I had no fear. But when I found out that this dude didn't have a suit, when I tell y'all, I ain't never felt my stomach drop like that before. At this point, I ain't tell Mike none of this until we was in the car and after the ceremony. I had face. We were on Facetime for some reason, and Caleb was just acting like stressed, like stressed. So I'm like, babe, are you alright? Like what's going on? Cause you seem like real like mentally. I was just, messed like, up. Detached. I was messed he up. He like, I'm all right. My stomach just hurt. So. <laughs> my stomach did hurt. That was the truth. My stomach was jacked up. I barely ate. So on Thursday he's like, yeah, man, I, I, I didn't order a suit. So after we calm down, he's like, I'm going to next day. I'm gonna order it and I'm gonna get it next day uh, shipped. I'm like, all right, cause he said that he has. When I talked to him way in the past, he was basically just saying like how they have issues always come up. Somebody pants might be in the wrong signs, blah, blah, blah. So I didn't really, I didn't want to stress too much because he said he was going to next order. And um, Friday comes and this is when the jitters kicked in because I called. He's like, I'm going to be in the shop at like six, seven o'clock in the morning, which is way normally way or, or way earlier than he normally would be down there. So I called him at like eight when I got into work. And he's like, uh, yeah, um, still nothing. And um, he's like, um, I'm going to, uh, I'll call you back and let you know when I hear something. Um, apparently it's been, a, um, he's like, it's like a bad storm or something in Iowa. And, you know, it's coming through there. And right now the driver is saying that, you know, it might not come today. And I'm just like, why would you tell me that? It's like going to the doctor and they just immediately just give you bad news. So, the whole Friday, when I tell y'all I was jacked up, like, I was messed up. I was literally at just, I was just at work. I don't even know how much, I, at this point, I had already done a lot of work for the next couple of weeks. So, when I came, when we came back from our honeymoon, that I would be in good shape. So, I literally was just sitting there, just like, looking at the phone, looking at the clock, like, dog, the day is almost over, and you playing. Like, where is this suit at? So... Um, all of Friday go by. He said, I think around like three o'clock, he was like, I'm gonna call you back. I got a customer in the store. I'm gonna give you an update. Granted, I had, I had got to the point where I had just tried to like not think about it. And then I looked up and I was off work and I was at home and I'm like, it's six o'clock and I still ain't heard nothing from this dude. I called the shop. The shop was closed. 
So it was just like, oh my gosh. So all of Friday go by. Again, no suit. The sat Saturday of the wedding, he still don't have no suit. So I'm like, I'm on his head, like, bro, it's the morning up. Like, and when Micah said she didn't really sleep well the night before, I it took me a little while to come to to go to sleep because we had both of the wedding coordinators, and then we had a couple of friends and family that came over to help get stuff situated for Saturday. So I had them over, and then some of our groomsmen they all came over. Um, sort of like just to kick it once, like just to kick it at the house, um, and make sure that I was cool. So really they didn't want to leave until almost 12, 1230. So I, I didn't really go to sleep until after that anyway. But even when I did go to sleep, I was just like anxious the whole night just because I'm like, I feel like he, he was about to mess up the whole wedding just cause one person didn't have a suit. And I was like, dog, like, is it really going to be to the point where one guy don't have one suit and that just mess up everything that we didn't already plan and worked out? So, Saturday morning come along, I had to go pick up Kirk anyway because he didn't have a car. So, I pick him up, we call him together, and he's like, yeah, um, your suit should be here. I'm going to call you back within an hour. He winds up, um, at this point, we go check, we checking into the hotel. We get to the hotel, and we just sitting there chilling. I had already had all my stuff. Um, one of my other groomsmen, Floyd, had wound up coming down there, and he was getting dressed too, or just kicking in ready to get dressed. So, at this, maybe like 20, 30 minutes go by. All of the rest of my groomsmen get there. My brother included with the ring bearer. They all getting ready to get dressed. We all get dressed. And then I call him again like, yo, like, what's going on with this suit? He's like, oh, I got a customer here. I'm just like, I, in my mind, I'm really trying to remember that I'm saved. Because I'm about to kick this dude through the phone. Like, bro, if you tell me you got a customer in this store one more time, and you know my wedding is in two and a half hours, and you still don't, still don't have no answer for me where this suit at, I was going to kill him. I really felt like I was going to kill him. So I just hung up on him. I ain't even say nothing. I just hung up because I'm like, if I if I stay on this phone any longer, I'm gonna say something that I ain't supposed to say. So he wound up calling me back, and he was like, "Hey man, are you um, are you around? You know, like what's going on? Are you around? Are you guys? Whatever." And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm about to get married in two hours. Like, what do you think? Where do you think I'm gonna be at? In the library?" So he was like, "He, I stepped out for a minute. I took a deep breath, stepped out for a minute." And then I go in the bathroom, all of the guys looking at me like, what the heck wrong with you? So he on the phone just like, man, I apologize, man, you know, all of this stuff going on. I hate that it happened this way, yada, yada, yada. Now, granted, at this point, I'm like, it is what it is, bro. I just need you to get me this suit. So he was like, his suit just came in. And he's like, um, he, the way he paused, I knew it was a butt at the end of the story. So he was like, but um, so Kirk ordered a 35 regular in a suit this guy tells me they gave his this man a 40 now if y'all don't know suits i'm just gonna tell you that's big that's a that's that's more than a five five difference like that's a huge suit for somebody that size so i'm just like i'm gritting my teeth in the bathroom like i know this dude did not just tell me that he's like well the only other option he has is to wear the same suit jacket as you which is in his size. I'm like, what's this? Like, what does that mean? Caleb's suit jacket is white. So I'm or like, it was off white where yeah. everybody else's was I'm black. I'm like, dude, what you mean? He even not about to wear the same suit as me. Just give him the black suit. We'll figure it out when he get here. So he's like, all right, I'm about to call him and tell him now. And I'm thinking in my mind, like, why would you call him and tell him that when I'm standing right next to him? I'm going to tell him. So when I hung up the phone, I told him. <laughs> and it was just like. C4 went off in the hotel room. 
This dude caught him so quick, it just went clean off. I feel bad for the dude because <laughs> at first I was like, he had it coming because he messed up. But then it just went, it just it kept escalating. <laughs> like you could tell that they, it wasn't like a one-sided shower match. It was both parties. So at this point, my brother and his um, son had both went down there to pick up his suit. Also, fun fact. The tailor apparently is Caleb's brother's arch nemesis. <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about that when, Literally, we, when we have him on the show. These are the words that his brother used. And I kid you not. When his brother found out who the tailor was, he was like, I didn't know it was that person. You know how black people say the name twice. So he said the name twice. He was like, that's my arch nemesis. Yeah. Because apparently, like, our <laughs> sister-in-law used to date this dude back in high school. Mind you, they're in their mid-30s. Yeah. He used to date back in high school. So he like, yeah, if Simone hadn't moved on, he probably still would have been pining after her. He only got married because he could get hurt. Bruh. Hilarious. It's a, so it's a when big Caleb thing. told me that Marcus was the one that went down there. Now, yeah. if you know my brother-in-law, like, he a cool dude. <laughs> but I never heard him use the words arch nemesis. I, I'm telling y'all. when He was so sincere. My boys, I had told them the story, but they didn't really put two and two together. So... When we were trying to figure out, mind you, this is another thing that tripped me out that day. Like, this will show y'all how, this is why my stomach was dropping for two days straight. He was supposed to actually give us the suit. He was going to bring it to us because at this point, our suit was late by three days. Longer than three days. already in the process of getting, yeah. the, the tailor is nowhere near the church. The church is in Southfield. The tailor is downtown. That's like a... I don't even know. like Easily what? 25 minutes. Yeah, like... Minimum. That, I mean, round trip, that's probably about at least 30, 35 minutes. More if, than that. If you're driving... Yeah, depending on how you drive. The lodges. More you can do whatever that. you want on the lodge. It's about... <laughs> it's about 15 minutes at least. Yeah. Yeah. So... Each way. He basically was like, oh, I'm the only person here. I can't... I can't... I can't leave the store. I'm like, nah. You need to lock the store up. Close the store down and bring me the suit that we pay for. So he was like, "All right, man, I'm gonna try to, I'm gonna try to uh, figure something out. I'm gonna call you right back." The, when, I, when I tell you, if I heard him say, "I'm gonna call you right back one more time," I was gonna go down there myself. So Marcus was like, "You know, I'll go down there." And then when he had left, I had told the guys who that was in relation to Marcus. And they was just, everybody turned to look at me over their shoulder like, like you what? Let him go? You let him go by himself? And I'm like, hey, look, if you go down there with my nephew, he got to make an example out of him. My nephew is getting the prime example of just how to slap somebody. <laughs> so I was like, look, it is what it is, man. He had it coming because he, he messed up big time. So long story short, after he didn't got, he didn't went on, got um, like cussed out and gone off on the phone. We get everything back. I had to fight nail and tooth to get him to wear this suit jacket that was just too big. And I'm like, look, bro, like we got to do what we got to do. So, like I said, he was going back and forth. They was going back and forth on the phone. He calls me again. At this point, I was pissed. I'm like, I'm not answering the phone. I'm not talking to you ever again in life. Like, period. I'm done. So, I threw my phone on the bed. And then my um, Delonte, one of our other groomsmen, he was looking at, he was looking at me like, what the heck wrong with you? So he saw who it was on the phone. He's like, yo, this is my man. He's the tailor. I was like, bro, I don't have nothing else to say to him. So sometime in between that and um, when we got to the uh, church, I guess Delonte called him back and, um, and was talking to him. 
Long story short, all the way up until about two o'clock, when the doors open for people to come in, or was it two? It was two o'clock. Two thirty. Yeah, two thirty. So it was like we got to the church around two. Around like two fifteen, the owner of the tailor came into the saint to the chapel with his suit jacket. It had got to the literally down to the wire. He brought his suit jacket into the chapel, and that's when my stomach was just like. Huh, you're fine. <laughs> Go frolic with your friends. Nobody has to die today. Yeah, I was like, no, nah, somebody probably, yeah. Um, but, Ooh. yeah, he, he was supposed to get a Nipsey slap for that. But, um... <laughs> Marathon continues, but go ahead. But, um, yeah, um, just getting to that point. After that, I was just like, I took the deepest, just super deep breath. I was just like, I'm straight now. And it was crazy because as soon as I seen him get his jacket... I literally didn't feel nothing. But up until that point, it really felt like I felt like I couldn't even breathe. And everybody could see it on my face like, yeah, we got to fix this because something's not right. They were just looking at me like something's wrong with Caleb. <laughs> like, and it don't seem like anything that got to do with the wedding. So when they found out, they was basically just trying to do it every, everything they could to remedy the situation. But. Got all of that situated, and then um, I met with our officiant. He just made sure that, you know, everything was fine. Um, you know, make sure I was good, go over the marriage license and everything. And then we prayed, and then we got ready to go down. And so we were waiting in the lobby area, and then I start hearing, I just hear the door going, boof, boof. Everybody walking through trying to talk to me. So before we had got to that point, one of the other ministers was like, look, don't talk to nobody when you get down here. Just, you know, put your head down and just pray so you can be where you need to be mentally and spiritually before you walk in the door. Um, don't, you know, it's not like you being rude. You just really set in, you just set in the tone or whatever. So I was like, all right, cool. So I just basically put my head down. But it's like when you got your family, and your friends, you know how certain people move and how they talk and blah, blah, blah. None of my family and friends can whisper. So when I'm literally <laughs> standing to the side I'm standing inside where people walking in. So it's me, both ministers, and my best man. Um, we stand in there and we pray. I'm just praying. I got my head down, just praying. And people walking by, like, oh, the snap, they go Caleb right there. Oh, the snap, they go Caleb right there. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. I'm like, bro, why are you calling me? Like, I don't understand. So we go in the back. We just waiting, waiting, and waiting, and waiting. And I look at my, at my watch and I'm like, dog, it's definitely three o'clock. Why is the, I don't hear no music? And I'm hearing people, like I'm literally on a, in a wall, basically in between the uh, the chapel. Because we basically walk alongside so nobody can see us walk up and then we walk out. So I'm just sitting there listening to everybody talk, having these crazy conversations. And I'm looking like, where the heck is Mike at? Like I'm thinking that she <laughs> in was. In the Uber? I'm thinking you was holding the show. I didn't know what was going Absolutely on. Absolutely was not. I was on time. Man, we talked to the, we talked to the wedding coordinator like, what's going on? Like what's holding this, what's holding everything up, and then she didn't really have no answer. I, I'm assuming that she really didn't want to say nothing because I was back there. So long story short, we want we finally finally get everything situated. We walk out, and then that's when everything started. Did I end where you ended? Yes, I think that was it. So I get off the car. I'm a, I'm a backtrack a little bit before I was in the closet with the chairs or behind the curtain <laughs> with the chairs. I do want to apologize for the few family and friends that I yelled at on my way into the chapel. I hopped out the Uber. They're like, oh my God, you look so beautiful. Oh my God. I'm like, y'all late. And it echoed like that in the parking lot. 
and my jaw clenched. So I would like to apologize to Lord. y'all, but y'all was late. And our two of our friends actually came in as the ceremony Man. was over, and they came in through the wrong door. They came in through the door as we were signing our marriage license. They missed the whole uh, ceremony. I thought about that after. Like y'all missed, missed the whole, the whole ceremony. ceremony. Uh, so yeah, once I got there, I can I can hear everything that's going on because I'm not in a room. I'm behind the curtain, yeah. so I hear the wedding coordinator whisper to my nephew, like, "All right, is Mike ready?" Like. You can go get him now. So he's like coming. I'm like, I can hear y'all. So I just came out from behind the curtain. And he's just like, oh, I see you look real nice. Blah, 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 blah. So then my dad like, all right, you ready? So my daddy like hyping me up as we walking down the aisle trying to make sure I'm not tripping or I'm not falling or I'm not ugly crying. Uh, so we get to where we going and he just, I, I almost feel like time kind of froze. And I wear glasses. So things that are far away is kind of tricky for me to see. But from the time, and this was a 200 foot walk. Man. So from the time I came through the doors to the time that I actually reached the spot where my dad gave me away, I just kept my eyes fixed on Caleb. Like, eyes fixed on Caleb. I tried to remember to smile and not to lock my knees, but just keep looking at Caleb. That's all I just kept. Repeating in my head. So at one point, we were supposed to stop for like the photographer to take the picture. So we we stopped. We keep going. We keep going. We keep going. As soon as I could see Caleb's face clearly, Caleb was like tearing up. So I instantly just started tearing up too. So I was trying not. I got an ugly cry. So I was trying to like <laughs> fix my face. So it's so funny in the pictures. It's like you can see the funniest picture to me. So it's me looking up in the air trying to keep my tears from coming. Caleb is actually like mid-cry. And his mama is behind him with her ass closed, fanning herself, trying to fan her (laughs) tears away. And my daddy got both of our hands. And I think that might just be one of my favorite pictures. I got to see it. I don't think I seen that one. So we, I'll show you once it's over. So we, we go to term. And I'll probably post that one for you guys to see too. So we turn. As soon as we turn, my daddy step on my veil and pull it clean off. (laughs) (laughs) I swear at that moment, I'm like, here it go. And we had to walk upstairs to get to the altar because we were on like a stage, like a platform. So I'm just repeating my head like, don't fall on my face. Caleb had me. He had like his hand on the small of my back and he was holding me with the other hand so we could walk up the stairs together. So I'm like, all right, I'm just treating it like a dance routine at this point. Like, yeah, the veil got stomped off, but you know what? We just going to keep moving. We're going to keep smiling. And so it was even more awkward because my matron of honor grabbed the veil. And as we're like trying to get prepped by the pastor to say like our vows and listen and all of this stuff, she's stuffing the veil back under my bum. That part, I didn't, I really didn't see that. I think maybe because I was so focused on you. So as that's happening... No, we were about to pray. Your eyes were closed. That's why. Okay, that makes sense. So she like sticking the pin, like the comb back under my veil. And then the pastor is like, who gives this woman away? But it didn't happen when it was supposed to happen, I feel like. So at this point, my daddy had sat down. So it was like (laughs) an awkward pause. And then he stand up like, I do. He didn't stand up. Your daddy was sitting down. Even funnier. He put his hand up. I couldn't even find him. He put his hand up. I I saw him clear as day. He put his hand up, laying back in the chair. He He was chilling. Had no idea where he He was He put his hand up like, I do. (laughs) 
So at this point, mind you, nobody can hear the stuff that me and Caleb are saying to each other. Man. And if you know us, we ignorant. My, so we up there cracking up, laughing. My daddy was like, cash. my daddy asked me after the wedding, like, what was y'all talking about? Y'all was, I, I was laughing an awful lot up there. We probably was just gassing each other up. Like, we man, did we did it. Like, <laughs> I completely, I feel like, I love Pastor Lee. I, I don't remember two words you said. <laughs> uh, Except for kiss the bride. Soon as Michael got out, I blacked out. Communion. I blacked clean out. I don't remember nothing. I was looking at the uh, that mocha coffee uh, black in your eye. And I was just <laughs> like, I ain't hear nothing. I just blacked out. Then he was, I was like, oh, it's over. That was quick. Thanks. I was trying to <laughs> smile, but I was like half, like, I, I think I had like the nervous giggles. But it wasn't coming off as giggles. We were actually talking to each other. So it was helping because my goal was to make sure that me and Caleb were smiling in all of the pictures. So that part worked out. But I also was slightly nervous to the point where while I was smiling, I could feel my face trembling. So it was like I was was thinking to myself, like, God, I hope Caleb don't think I'm stroking out up here. Because my chin is like trembling. Trembling, trembling. So, I mean, just in that moment, I I don't remember seeing, like, nobody except for Caleb. Like, Caleb. And I, 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 I remember that, and I remember, like, Zell passing you the ring. And I don't even remember who passed me. Keisha. Yeah, don't remember. <laughs> um, And I just remember when I gave Pastor Lee the ring... He was like, oh, this got a nice weight to it. I remember him saying that. <laughs> and then I remember when Caleb went to put my ring on, it was upside down. Dog. I'm like, baby, it's upside down. So then we had to, like, do that had over. To take it off. Put it right back on. But then after that, like, everything kind of worked out. So fast forward, ceremony over. We had, like, that accounted for. We made the plan and everything so we could go like it was supposed to go. Uh, we walked down. We did a receiving line. Once again, the walk was 200 feet, so we had plenty of room to do a receiving line. And we needed to kill some time between the end of the ceremony and the reception anyway. And we also had to take pictures. Church is huge, so we got plenty of space. So we go back to sign our marriage license. I accidentally signed my maiden name on the first copy, the certified copy of our marriage license. Thank God I write in cursive, so it kind of looked like Moss. And then I just wrote Moss in print underneath it. Um, (laughs) Good good luck, uh, city clerk office. Thank God it was three copies of that. So um, we did that. Uh, went back out, receiving line, was moving, was moving, moving. We go out to the courtyard. We taking pictures. We taking pictures. Our photographer and our videographer had apparently never worked together before and probably never worked together again. Um, and so just all in all in the chaos, I, I had to stop my photographer like, yeah, we missing some pictures. Like, what about the pictures with us and our parents? What about the pictures with us and our kids? She like, oh, my God. Our kids? I mean, the kids. I was like, saying. In the wedding. She like, oh, my God. I completely forgot, you know. It's just so much going on. This, this, this. So we get the pictures. We get our Uber. It smells like Taco Bell and Incense. Dog. So the Uber driver. So Mike and I. We um, let the matron of honor take the, the Jeep to the, re- the reception as everybody got there. So we hop in a, um Uber just so we can kind of, and I'm actually glad we did that, but we took an Uber just so we can kind of just relax, take, take it all in, and be completely separated and have time to ourselves Absolutely. where it's just quiet. 
I was very, very, very thankful after the fact that we did that. But the guy who opened this, I feel like his name was like Falul or something like that. Falu. Oh, so I was, I was close. Falu. So this dude caught his truck smelled like it looked beautiful. Car was spotless, inside was spotless, but the stench that was in there. <laughs> I didn't smell it. Uh, you might have been still on the uh, wedding high. I must have been. I was about to say. When I, I tell been you, the... I, as soon as he opened up the door, it was like ganja, chili powder, Taco Bell, and like That's Dearborn. So much happening. It Ew. was. It smelled horrific. It That's smelled like horrible. bo. That's horrible. It was bad. I ain't smelled none of that. I it, was in the whole bliss bubble. Man, I was trying, but that's that's that smell was fighting. Then the way that he took he took six ninety six and had like down the one lane, so everybody it calling wasn't that us bad. like, yeah, yeah y'all know it's down the one lane. Like, like you behind me. We like, uh, yeah, we trying to be late on purpose. So yes. see y'all when we get there. But fast forward even more, we finally get to the reception. Man, oh, uh, this is when stuff started to get stressful again. And. I, had I think another, I forgot about that. I was trying to do I had fun stuff. Bradzilla moment in the parking lot where I'm like, oh, I'm about to just go in here and do this myself Man, kind of thing. So we had a seat in church. We had a seat in church. Guest list. We pull up. They like, yeah, y'all can't come in quite yet. We like, all right, cool. Um, we just going to chill in the parking lot. The groomsmen was already there. The bridesmaids were all already there. So I had ended up just sitting in Delonte and Cherry's car. Um, why Caleb and everybody just kind of stood out in the parking lot, kicked it or whatever. So they like, yeah, somebody in that's not on the guest list. And I'm like, what you mean? That's why we have a guest list. They yeah, like, yeah, we, have hosts. we, we, uh, we don't know who she is. We don't know who she came with, but they said that she was somebody real important. So they just let her in. I'm like, if she wasn't on the guest list, she wasn't important. And I couldn't get an answer of who this was or who brought her. So I'm pissed. Because we paid for plates and it was a couple of people that didn't come for whatever reason, even though we had confirmed with them. Y'all know who y'all is. We paid for y'all plates. We want our money back. You owe me $45.50. No, you owe us $50. Okay, I'll take that too. Plus tax. Anywho. So I'm like, those are people that we could have invited because we had to tell tons of people that they couldn't come to the recession that I know for a fact would have showed up. Or at least if we'd have known in advance enough, we could have told them, yep. you can come. So we like, me and Caleb like pissed. So we finally get inside um, and you know, they done worked out the little seating situation. The venue was kind of tight. So we go in, we do our grand entrance because we had like 30 more people than we were supposed to actually have in this particular room. We go in, they playing our song, it's hype, it's lit. Everything's working out good. We get to the table. We sit down. It looks beautiful. They did a great job setting it up. Shout out to y'all. And we sit down. So we noticed, first off, our parents are like way off in the it corner was so weird. Because they're at technically what was considered table one, which followed our seating chart. But we thought table one was the table directly in front of Should've us. Should have been. So that was the first thing. The second thing was we immediately realized who the uninvited guest was. And this was when it was just like, <laughs> I almost strangled somebody at the reception. Like, I, I, yeah, the Lord still was working on me at Man. the reception. So it's a lady directly in front of me. Her back is turned towards me. And then she turns around, she stands up, and she's like in me and Caleb's face recording us. So I think that it's somebody that Caleb knows. It's a wedding. We get to meet a lot of great people that we haven't necessarily interacted with before. So I'm like, oh, babe, who is this lady? You know, 
He like, I don't know her. I said, excuse me? He like, yeah, I know her. <laughs> he like, I don't know this lady. Duh. I said, what you mean you don't know her? But then your mom leaned in. So, no, 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 no. She didn't lean in. I called her over, and when I called her over, the lady looked at me, and then she turned back around. She said, I'm like, Ma, who, the, who is this? I didn't say, who is this? I did. Forgive me, Lord. I said, who the hell is this? Because me and my mama had had a conversation about this particular family member who brought this guest who was supposed to be her husband, who I don't really care for because yeah, obvious reasons. Anywho, she like, oh, he couldn't come. So she just brought this guest instead. I'm like, what? We had already had. It was so much leading up Man. to him coming to this reception, though. Like, I had to personally call him and invite him to this reception my mother made me call him and if you know me like if you know me and if you know my mom we're very alike but very opposite so my mom the way that she handles things is very passive aggressive i am very direct i am very straightforward and when i say something I mean that. So you more so aggressive. Very aggressive when I, <laughs> I mean that. Aggressive, aggressive. So when the incident happened before she like called, she asked me to like call, personally invite this dude, Matthew. He was already invited, but because his name wasn't on the envelope, he felt some type of way. So she like, call your auntie, let her know, blah, 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 blah. So I call, she, or text my auntie like, yeah, you know, it was just a mix up with the invitation or whatever, like, but he is actually invited. She texts back like, well, can you call and tell him that? I'm pissed. Like, no, I'm not calling him. I don't care if he show up or not. But, you know, you got to do what God wants you to do. So yeah. I call. You know she mad because she clapped it and she pounded her mad. fist. It's her hand. I'm so she mad. Just got, I didn't even realize that I was clapping. She just so got I'm mad again. I know that was real loud. She just got mad phone. again. I'm pissed. <laughs> so then... <laughs> For him to, for all that to transpire and then him not to show up, but not even to not show up, but for not for, to not even have the decency or the courtesy to call beforehand and say like, oh, I can't make it or nothing. You just going to bring some random guest with you. And then the lady was rude. Like she was super rude. She was all over the place. She was in the way while the photographer was trying to take our pictures because she trying to take our pictures, but we don't even know her. So I don't the photographer know she, got to tell her to I'm move. confused as to what she going to do with all these taking videos. taking pictures of people taking pictures of us. And then the icing on the cake was like... <laughs> So, me and my cousins, it was like a lot of stuff transpiring in this moment. So, the food, fantastic. We eat, best man get a speech, made an honor get a speech, fire speeches. We do um, our dances. Dances go phenomenal. We do our dance. Caleb and his mom got everybody in tears because they crying while they doing their dance. Then I surprised my mom. We do a dance. Everybody crying again. My cousin was literally crying from her hairline to her chin. Somehow. I still don't know how she was sweating. Whole face was wet. Sweating above her eyes. I don't I don't know, but it was just like when I came off the dance floor, she was like, ah, like one of them kind of cries, like to embrace me. And I was like, oh, hi. <laughs> so then I we did a little garter toss uh, through the bouquet. Immediately, I go to change my dresses. My dress was kind of a big dress, so I had some of my bridesmaids and my cousin Toy come to help me. My cousin Toy, a.k.a. Too Short, is about that life. We short, but we get big hands. So we in the bathroom. She's helping me change. The random lady walk in the bathroom. Mind you, I'm naked. Naked. I have on 
a push-up bra, and that's it. I ain't even Winnie the Pooh in it. I'm less uh. than Winnie the Pooh in it. The lady walk in, I immediately go smooth off. It's a mirror. I don't, I don't know. The fact that she didn't leave the reception right then is just a testament to me of how loopy this lady was. But then I cuss her out. My cousin cuss her out. Forgive us, Lord. She finally get put out the bathroom. I didn't know nothing about this. Then, after that, as I'm coming out, the, I done changed my dress. So Caleb is an iota. Caleb out there strolling, strolling. I'm like, oh, that's my husband. Go, baby. That's mine. Go, baby. And then I'm like, is that that? Then I that's went that too meet. far. When I tell you, I told Micah this. I don't even know how long ago this was, but I told her that I held my promise. I'm like, look, at this reception, we're going to have fun, period. We're going to have fun at our reception. And then I'm like, look, I don't know what, I can't guarantee nothing, but something gonna wind up getting busted. Like, I was like, it might be my shoes. I thought it was gonna be my shoes because I don't need these loafers. So I'm strolling, and as soon as it happened, I felt it. All I felt, my leg went up, and I felt my, like, it didn't, I didn't even hear the rip. I felt it, which is even worse than hearing a rip. He still ain't stopped. I couldn't stop. He must have not have knew how bad the rip was. I did not know how bad it was. You're gonna insert that uh, SpongeBob song. I didn't know how bad it was, but. At first, I saw it from the back. So, I'm like, that looked like his thigh. Because <laughs> at this point, he had took his jacket off. So, it was even more, like, obvious Apparently, to see. Yeah. So, then I'm calling him, but we in a room full of people. So, I'm like, baby. Music blame. Baby. 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 <laughs> baby. Literally calling him like that to eventually they stop strolling. I'm like, your pants is ripped. Like, to the point where it was ripped. Like down the seam, like he had two separate pants legs. I had on two legs. I had on two legs. Like that was it. And then my butt. So at this point, (laughs) people scrambling trying to find Caleb some pants. My brother had had some pants. His wife took it out when she dropped the kids off. Then shout out to Barlow. I don't know why you had some jeans in your pants in your. But before Barlow even found these pants. Caleb spent like the next 20 minutes Man, at the table by himself. I felt so bad. And I felt bad for him. Like, dang, all right, I'm about to go sit down with my husband. You know, at least keep him company. We about to crack some jokes on these people in here. I was Every time table. I went to sit down, my song came on. I'm like, well, at least one of us going to get our money's worth. Man, I was at the head <laughs> table by myself. Looked like I was in timeout. You look so sad. And every now and then, somebody would come over and be like, yo, you good? Why you sitting over by yourself? One of my cousins, one of my... One of my cousins came over and was like, yo, you good, bro? Like, why you sitting over here? And then my brother came up. So my brother was on my, my cousin was on my left. My brother was on my right. Then my dad walked up behind me like, yeah, why you sitting up? Why are you sitting over here by yourself? And I was just, I, my mama was like, why don't you just use a napkin? It's black. Like, your pants is black. And I was like, mom, I don't think you understand how big this hole is. Like, ain't no napkin that big. So when I showed, I had moved the napkin and my cousin looked down like, you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're done. And then uh, when Barlow came in with the pants. Before t- Barlow came in with the pants, what the DJ failed to warn us he was about to play back that thing up. Caleb thought he was getting out of back that thing up, up because his pants. pants was ripped. I was holding my jacket. I'm like, no, nah, you don't even got to worry because I'm about to be covering all that up. I got you. Man. Your friends held you up? The bar held me up. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even make it to the dance floor. We didn't even make it to the dance floor. You, we was, we was, you I'm got holding, twerked out, twerked I got the left left hand holding the marble bar, and my right hand was holding a table that guests <laughs> were sitting at. Wow, my co-host. 
decided to lose her godforsaken mind as I had probably one of the big I had on two legs, y'all. I basically had on reverse chaps. Nobody can see. I had on reverse chaps. Nobody can see. You know it's bad because it was all on video and still nobody noticed that your pants were Oh, no, bad. my sister. So, let me show you all about my sister. So, at times, she gets on my nerves just because I realize more and more how much I must have been getting on people's nerves when I was her age. So, me and my sister are four years apart. So, she literally is doing the exact same stuff that I would have done four years ago. So, when she found out that, when she found out that my pants was ripped... Oh, she didn't let me hear the end of it. And I'm pretty sure she never is going to let me hear the end of it. So she she gets behind me. She has her phone out. Not only is she recording, she has the flash on as she records. She's scrolling all, she going all up my leg, showing the whole hole, going behind my butt. And I'm pretty sure that phone, that, that video is on her phone. And she probably watches it for her enjoyment when she's having a bad day. So I'm just like, okay. Like this dude acted a clean fool. Oh, I told you. I was going to have fun at my wedding. I, and that's proof that I didn't rip my pants. And everybody in the, everybody that was there was like, yeah, I remember that wedding. You ripped your pants. Then we, uh, my cousin Nettie wanted us to learn the Beyonce before I let go challenge. So we've been practicing this supposedly for like a month. We get there. You and her have. We literally the only two people that know it. But not only do nobody else know it, apparently nobody else knew how to ballroom either. Because that's the majority of the song. They must have been drunk. Then she was so drunk and high, she forgot the dance. So it was I really just that. me. We talked about that the other day. She had me crying, laughing, like, yeah, my body, I knew the dance, but my body didn't Oh, know that's dance. what she was talking about? I yeah. thought she was talking about something totally different. No. So, she said yeah. she thought she was that dancing. Ain't, yeah, huh. that, ain't, that ain't work out too good. But We that, had a great time at that Yeah, it's, it's one of the things that I was glad that we, that was like the ultimate, like, the ultimate end to that day. It was just like, we just completely unwinded, and I feel like everybody else there unwinded too. And then Mike and I had a um, escape plan. <laughs> we had an escape plan. We was like, "Look, we not staying at this reception all day. We, we t- I know we gonna both be tired. We gonna we just 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 get the heck out of here." So then we had um, hopped in the car and left, and then um, we went back to the hotel, and then. People the next like a couple of days later, people didn't even realize that we was gone until like people an hour was or so. Blowing us up like the next yeah. day after the wedding, blowing us. It's like, dude, up. we just got married. We was trying to just like chill. We did go to brunch with um one of my bridesmaids, my cousin, my sister from another mystery. Uh, we went to brunch with her family. Shout out to Alicia, my other Harris. Uh, we went to brunch with them, and then we, our plan was just to, like chill. Like we just wanted to chill because we were going on our honeymoon literally the next day. Yeah, we had to wake up early, so Mexico was lit. Yeah, that we got there at like great. eleven something Monday. We pretty much just chill. As soon as we got to the resort, though, like it was gorgeous. We got we stayed at the Nile Sapphire in Cancun, and we got the little Sapphire welcome drink that they give you. It's lemonade, like lemonade, but it was blue. ginger, but it was Sapphire blue. That was cool. So we go to the restaurant. The food was pretty good immediately. That was something that we appreciated. It just was as hot as our get out. Like yeah, Mexico, it wasn't. I don't even think it ever really cracked a clean like ninety degrees, but it was a different ninety. I'm I think sure, it was a different. Yeah. Like it was, in the words of Eminem, it was hotter than a set of twin babies in the Mercedes Benz with the windows up when the temp goes up to the mid eighties. But yeah, it was quite hot. Wow. Okay. It's quite uh, hot. But um, 
Yeah, Mexico was cool. We did a lot of stuff. Shout out to the, to the um to the homies. They they basically paid for all our Absolutely. excursions while we was there. Like we, made sure we had a phenomenal yeah. Honeymoon. We we chilled on the beach. We went swimming. We oh. learned how to make real guacamole from scratch. We we had a whole cabana on the beach for a day for fifty dollars, and man. that included a bottle of Moet. Yeah, we I had Moet rose and nachos. On the beach with my wife on a bed. I probably could have just died. I would have been perfectly okay with that. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what else could I ask for? First off, the, the one before that, when I could have died, was like, I'm eating Chipotle on a Delta plane. And I was like, you know what? I can die. <laughs> my expectations were so low. But then I stepped it up with nachos on the beach. Like, you can't beat that. Um, what else? <laughs> what else did we do? We went um, ATVing in the jungle. We went um, swimming in a crazy in the cave. Yeah, it was nuts. Apparently, my Spanish accent is like really good, so people just swore that I was not from Michigan. Plus, Micah talked to and strangers. I kept get, they was talking to me because they thought that I spoke Spanish. Mm-hmm. I only speak a little bit. So, yeah, once they once we got so, so deep in the conversation, I had to just stop pumping them up and speak English again. <laughs> but uh, he, like, <laughs> it was funny because... It was just weird. Like, the dudes were asking Caleb, like, where did you find her? Like, where is she from? We're like, Michigan. Girl, one dude, kept, <laughs> one dude kept calling me Caleb's sugar mommy. Man. But he didn't know what a sugar mama was. So, he was like, like, is this your sugar mommy? That? He was like, what's the English meaning? Like, what does that mean in English? I'm like, that means that he's younger than me and I pay for everything. But I guarantee you, that's not the case. That, that is the case. Yeah, all right. but, uh, <laughs> but it just was funny. People implied Del Carmen. We gonna dress y'all. That was the most passive aggressively racist experience I've probably ever had out of time. I don't think I was I didn't think we was gonna get that out there. I really didn't. We got called Beyonce and Jay Z. Drake and Rihanna. I got called Mike. Tyson. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. You look nothing like Mike Tyson. I got called Mike Tyson. When that dude called me Mike Tyson, I instantly was like, do I have a tattoo on the side of my face? Caleb and my, wanted to punch him. I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, Mike Tyson, Jake, Caleb, Caleb Drake and Rihanna, Jay-Z and Beyonce. That was just fun, little jazz, like, all right, whatever, we together. He also called you Black, somebody called Caleb Black Panther. Oh, you want to know the funny thing about the dude that called me Black Panther? It was a Mexican guy in a Captain America suit. You Mexican, what you doing in the Captain America suit? And he had the nerve to call me Black Panther. It was a lot happening. It was too much going on over there. We shopped. I bought some $60 pants. And it smelled terrible. It smelled like New Orleans mixed with Paris. Which, in essence, smells like the ripest of baby diapers. Like, yeah. Ripe baby diaper. Trash. And we love New Orleans. I haven't been, so I don't don't love it. The only thing that I love. You will. You'll love it. The only thing I love about New Orleans is that they, they gave me Lil Wayne. Okay. He was born on the same day as me, but anyways, okay. but anyway though, um, but yeah, um, our our honeymoon was crazy. Um, I think when everybody saw me back at work the Sunday after we got back, they was looking at me like, "What you doing back?" And I'm like, "Well, you know, I kind of don't have like a hundred PTO days. If I could, I would have took off, but you know, the way life is set up, gotta you know, we gotta come home sometime. But you know, it was that was a well needed rest. I don't, I think that might have been my. Honestly, I think that might have been my longest vacation in my life. Oh, just wait. 
<laughs> I wish y'all could see me lick, breaking the third wall right now. But, um, yeah, we, um, we definitely thoroughly enjoyed our wedding. We thoroughly enjoyed our reception. Our honeymoon was great. Um, all of the, we got all of the, the photos and they stuff. They look amazing. We got like, some good looking friends and family, man. Yeah. I, we got complimented by the, both photographers and the videographer. One of the, the photographers told me that he felt like he was part of our family. And I'm like, <laughs> I didn't know how to take that, but, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it, it was, it was a good time. Um, but yeah, now that now that we uh we's married. What's the funniest thing that's happened since we've been married? Let's close it out on you that. Said the funniest thing that's happened? The funniest thing that's happened since we've been married. Uh, I think I got two. You go first. So the first one was immediately when the plane landed. Oh we texting man. we texting his mom. We both texting his mom. Trying to figure out where exactly to go so she could pick us up because we got back at international arrivals. One of the stewardesses was like, oh, she texting her little boo right now. I pointed to Caleb, who was walking like literally less than five feet in front of me like, actually, this is my husband. <laughs> that was the first thing. The second thing was Caleb almost murdered a man at the movies when we were Oh, yeah, I'll give you, I'll give you that one. That's Caleb, Caleb. That's top. Um, that's top two. Caleb almost murdered a man. I was completely oblivious, but apparently, what was he doing? So we went to the movies. Me, um, my mother-in-law, Micah, and our um, our niece. We went to the movies, and we in the concessions line. A uh, concessions line, Lord. We in the concessions line. Now we behind the guy that's clearly with his son, and like. I feel like we talked about this before, but it's like when you realize somebody looking at you, but this time they wasn't looking at me. He was looking at Micah. And I was like, all right, you know, I'll give you one look. Like, she she fine, but you keep your eyes on the road, homeboy. So instead of looking at the person, the guy was calling him because he was next. This dude looked at Micah like four times. He kept turning around. So I was like, all right. I was like, oh, I see what you're doing. First time Caleb you do it. just start going off out of nowhere. The first time. I don't know what was happening. The first time, you probably didn't know she was there. The second time, it's like, oh, dang, is that is she really there? The third time, is like, oh, you're going to see me see you. The fourth time is, oh, I want you to see me see you, and I'm trying to see what's up. So I was like, <laughs> oh. So I'm like, oh, I speak free code. I was like, I don't oh care God. if you with your son. You're not about to enjoy Aladdin today. Because you about to be this looking at the ceiling. This is what caught my attention to the situation. Y'all remember in the Kevin Hart special where he said his uncle used to just be yelling random stuff like, Pillars, Muffin, Cat, Back, Blue. <laughs> Caleb literally shouted in the concession line, Keep your ass on the prize. And I just turned around like, What? Look. What are you talking about? Dude was about to. And he was uh, like, Yeah, that's right. That's right, yup. Tur- yeah, I see you looking. And I'm like, who, baby, who are you talking to? Because the dude was like, oh. Like, no, nah, that dude wasn't old. He wasn't old. He was old enough to know he he went, he was doing something he had no business with his clearly teenage he was, son. He was about 50. That's old. That's nasty age. Exactly. I speak freak code. Thanks, at Will Smith. I speak freak code. But anyways, my mother-in-law clearly understood. She knew immediately what I was talking about. Cause she saw him kept turning. She she felt him turning around, but she didn't know what he was doing. She thought that 
he might have just been weird or something. But when I told her that he kept turning around to look at Micah, she was like, oh, yeah, he was turning around quite a bit. Mind you, Micah's completely oblivious to this. I don't know what she was looking at. I was talking to Amani. Look, when I saw this dude, I'm like, bro, he clearly don't care about his son. Wow. That's, that, was the first thing I, that was the first thing I thought of. I was like, this dude don't care about his son. That escalated so quickly. like, because he really about to get it. And I'm just like, I'm not even going to hit him with my right hand. I'm going to hit him with my left hand because now I got a ring on it. So now I'm just gonna bow. And he gonna have a he gonna have a little slit right in between his forehead. It's like okay, oh. Rick James. <laughs> I was like, look, bro, I don't understand. Like, nah, I'm 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 very protective of mine. So y'all should know that I am crazy, and I have <laughs> I have the strength of the Lord in both fists, both Jesus feet, Christ. both elbows, and both knees. Jesus so if you want, I know because he done accidentally elbowed me in the head. Or that that was my fun. That number three, <laughs> we gonna talk about this. Number three, the so number three that you didn't even know about. Apparently, Caleb just told me this last night. He thought he killed me in my sleep. Man, I thought she was dead. <laughs> he thought he killed me in my sleep. He said, "Baby, I elbowed you in the head the other night, and you didn't respond." I woke up like, oh, I'm sorry, baby, but you didn't respond. I thought you was dead. <laughs> Guess what Caleb did in response to thinking that I was dead? Huh. He put his finger under my nose to see if I was breathing and said that once he felt my chest go heave. I'm going right back to sleep. I could have been concussed. <laughs> I, what if I didn't wake up the next day? Because you had a concussion? Yeah. I would have been deeply saddened. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. <laughs> Because I wouldn't have thought that it was me. I almost forgot that I elbowed you. I thought it was a dream. I really did. Because you didn't move. And it took her a real long time to give I'm me that like, breath. We didn't even get life insurance on each other. Yeah, you trying to kill me already? Uh, <laughs> I, it wasn't intentional. I had woke up randomly. But when I moved, it was so dark in there. I, I couldn't see you. And as bright as them bonnets be, I swear. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> don't you dare. As bright as them bonnets be, I don't know how I missed your head. You I feel so bad. I almost feel like I had to hit you in the in the in the forehead then if I didn't. That makes it even worse. <laughs> you hit me in the front of the road. It's fully developed. Y'all it's fully developed quicker than guys, if you can oh see you can't see me. I'm blinking. Help. She's hitting me. Nice. <laughs> Um, but yeah, now that, now that we're, um, we're married, you know, we're going to try, oh, new day. We have a new release day. Yes, we will be moving the podcast. From Thursdays to... Erica gonna kill us. Friday! Who gonna kill us? Erica. Oh, sorry, Erica. <laughs> we love you. You can just listen on Friday, tomorrow, when you yeah. hear this. Yeah, but we back. We got some surprises coming up for y'all in the yeah. upcoming weeks. Lots of ignorance. We're going to have a couple of people on the show. We're going to have actually two couples at least in the next few episodes. Yeah. They won't be back to back. But we got Chris and Brianna on Meet the Blacks uh, next week. We'll have them on. And then eventually we got to have my best friend and her husband. Uh, we told you about them before. Uh, D'Angelo and Danelle hilarious we can't wait to have them on the show and just pick their brain so be sure you guys stay tuned you stick with us we love y'all we appreciate y'all and this journey is just about to get even better from here so definitely continue to stick with us and keep your eye on everything that god is manifesting in our lives 
Feel free to shout us out on Instagram, like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. And that's This Life Together. That's T-W-O together. See you later. Peace. Bye. All right, guys. Now we're about to flex. Time to have sex. If you don't cut this off. <laughs> I can't believe you just did that. These are difficult times. It's winter and the pandemic continues to affect our lives every single day. And because we know this prolonged, increased isolation makes it harder to get sober and stay sober, Recovery Centers of America wants you to know that they remain open and ready to help. Recovery Centers of America is a drug and alcohol addiction treatment leader with detoxification and residential treatment centers across the East Coast and Midwest. RCA's expert team of medical professionals will customize a treatment program that works for you to help you overcome your addiction and begin a life in recovery. RCA always answers the phone and admits patients 24-7, 365. And because safety is a top priority, COVID-19 protocols, including pre-screening measures and testing, are in place to keep you safe. Don't wait. Call today. Dial 855-605-2655. 855-605-2655. When you're ready to ride Metro, we want you to know we're ready for you. Here are just a few of the people at Metro to tell you how we're doing our part to keep riders safe. We're cleaning like never before. We're hospital-grade cleaning. You'll find hand sanitizer stations all over the metro. No mask, no metro. Need one? We have a few extras. At Metro, we're doing our part to keep the D.C. area moving. Find out more at wmata.com slash doing our part.